What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike. Today I want to share with you what I think are the top 10 Tom Hanks characters of all time. And that's because in the movie review, we'll talk about his new movie. My wife, Kelsey, will join me to talk about A Man Called Otto. And in the trailer park, we'll talk about Netflix flexing that muscle, showing all their movies coming out in 2023. And I'll break down where they shine and where they need improvement. Thank you for being subscribed and listening to the podcast. Shout out to the Monday Morning Movie Crew. And now, let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Tom Hanks has been in at least 80 movies, and out of those 80 movies, he rarely plays a character twice, so he has so many memorable roles, some more memorable than others. So I want to break down what I think are his top 10 characters that he's ever done of all time. Now, that doesn't mean that all of these characters make up his best movies of all time. I just think when you look at these individual performances, what these characters have meant to cinema, what these characters have meant to his career overall, these are the ones that stand out to me most for one reason or another. So let's get right into this list. At number 10, I'm going with Colonel Tom Parker from Elvis, which came out last year. And this is Tom Hanks, unlike any way we've seen him before in a couple of ways. One is because he was playing a villain. Out of all those 80 roles that he's been in, he very rarely plays a villain. I think maybe a total of five times he has been the bad guy in a movie. But as much as I love Tom Hanks in his 60s, Even more so than that, I love Tom Hanks as a villain. I guess because he just always has this America's dad, good guy all around, just 
universally loved, not even just in America, but in the entire world. So seeing a person like that play somebody so vile like Colonel Tom Parker was enjoyable for me. And he's also unrecognizable with the visual effects, the makeup. And the thing I love the most is the way he talks as Colonel Tom Parker, which I didn't know much about the guy aside from the fact that he would sell not only Elvis pins, but I hate Elvis pins. That was like the biggest fun fact I knew about Colonel Tom Parker. But after seeing this movie, I realized how much he held back Elvis in being a global superstar and how he contributed to the fall and death of Elvis. And I also just love how important his narration was to the feeling of this movie kind of felt like a fairy tale. So that was another contributing factor that I put him at number 10. I am the legendary Colonel Tom Parker. So it's that creepy way that he talks that I love. So at number 10, Colonel Parker from Elvis. At number nine is a movie he has a smaller role in, but there are no small parts. There are only small actors. And the character I'm talking about is Mr. White in That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do is about a fictional band that has this huge hit called, well, That Thing You Do. And Mr. White is the person who signs him to a record deal and becomes their manager. And I guess you could kind of debate whether or not he is a good guy or a bad guy in this movie. He's not entirely likable, but he is playing somebody that is taking all those characteristics of the music industry and how ruthless it is and how even though he appears to have the best interest of this band in mind as they are rising to stardom. Really, he's only looking out for himself. So much like he was in Elvis, that's a lot of what Mr. White is in that thing you do. And this is my favorite scene at the end of the movie when he tells Shades, the drummer of the Oneaters, aka the Wonders, that you guys are finished. It's a very common tale. Well, maybe for you, but I was in a band and we still have a hit record. Yeah, you do. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. My first time in a real recording studio. You want to hang around for a while? Okay by me. But you're out of the hotel this afternoon. Can't help that. I love a ruthless Tom Hanks. So at number nine, Mr. White from That Thing You Do. At number eight from the movie Big, his character Josh and it all comes down to one scene for me in Big, the one that completely embodies the entire message of this movie, the entire feeling of this movie, and that reminds me that Tom Hanks is the only one that could pull off an adult playing a kid, and it is the famous piano scene where he stumbles onto this big keyboard on the ground and just starts playing it. And one of the most memorable scenes from the 80s where some would argue Tom Hanks was at his best. <laughs> So I love that scene. I love Tom Hanks in this entire movie. At number eight is Josh from Big. At number seven, I would think this is one of the most demanding roles that Tom Hanks has taken on, and it is Chuck from Castaway. And as we move up on this list, I wanted to pick roles that I believe that only he could pull off. And Castaway is a movie where it's 
for the most part, just him on screen the entire time. So you have to be really captivating. You have to be really charming in a variety of ways. And you just have to be interesting to watch. And that is exactly what Tom Hanks does in Castaway. And there is a scene in this movie that still makes me cringe a little bit. And it's where he performs the tooth extraction. I remember watching this movie for the first time and having such a hard time getting through this scene and it still kind of makes me cringe a little bit and I am going to play just a small clip of it just because I wanted to share that example of how believable Tom Hanks made all of the little scenes in this movie and made them so memorable and this movie heavily relied on moments like this. And in this movie, Chuck is the only person who could have a meaningful relationship with a volleyball and make it so memorable. And the character turned a white volleyball with a blood stain on it into one of the most iconic props of all time. So at number seven is Chuck from Castaway. At number six, I'm going with Fred Rogers from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Tom Hanks as the beloved Mr. Rogers. And a lot of this was anticipation for me because I had already seen Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I actually believe is a better movie as a documentary than it is a feature film. So this is a case where I actually like the documentary better than I like the movie, but I love Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. And I think when that was first announced, I thought, what an excellent casting. So a lot of this was anticipation for me of what this movie could have been. And I feel like him playing that character is more iconic than the movie itself because he really brought Fred Rogers to life. But what a beautiful day in the neighborhood the movie was about was more so his relationship with this writer and this writer's story of doing a feature on Mr. Rogers. And it really wasn't a full-on biopic like I was expecting. So we got that in the documentary. Didn't really get that in the movie. I actually wanted more Mr. Rogers in the Mr. Rogers movie than we got. But all of the scenes with Tom Hanks on screen as Mr. Rogers, I thought were magic, especially seeing them recreate the intro to his show. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Who knew Tom Hanks could sing? So at number six is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. At number five is the most recent addition to this list, and it is Otto from A Man Called Otto. I don't want to say a whole lot about this now because we will get more into it in the movie review. And maybe it's a little bit of recency bias that I just watched this movie and loved it so much. And it also showed me that he keeps getting and becoming a better and better actor. It is something you can continue to get better at no matter how many Oscars you have, no matter the billions of dollars you've made at the box office. I think every single role can make an actor that much better to the point that Tom Hanks could probably even look back at movies he did in the 80s and the 90s and be like, oh man, I'm such a better actor now than I ever was then. And I think A Man Called Otto is an example of that. The way he can bring characters to life, that is what makes his role so memorable. And I think he really did that in A Man Called Otto. So I put that one at number five. At number four, is a character I felt that was most unlike anything he had ever done, and it is Victor in The Terminal. This is one I feel that not a lot of people put on their favorite Tom Hanks movies. It is based on a true story, an actual guy who lived 
in an airport for years. And I'm talking years and years and years after being exiled from his country. Such a unique story and such a unique approach that Tom Hanks had to playing this real life person. So many great moments throughout this entire film. But the scene that still gets me is at the very beginning of the movie, whenever Victor is in the airport and he first realizes what is happening with this country when it first kind of sets in with them that, oh, this is bad and my life is about to change. And this is Victor in that moment. I'm If that doesn't get you a little bit, well, maybe you don't have a heart like I do. But still, a great movie, so I put Victor from the Terminal at number four. Now we're getting into the top three. I think when I sit down to watch a Tom Hanks movie, I want something that's going to make me laugh. I love comedic Tom Hanks. So at number three, I went with Jimmy Dugan from A League of Their Own, who is one of the most lovable jerks ever portrayed on the big screen. He is the manager of the team in A League of Their Own, who is a washed up baseball player, and he doesn't take what they are doing seriously at all. He just gets drunk and falls asleep in the dugout and goes from being that type of person to being somebody who's really invested not only in the game they are playing, but also invested in their lives. So I think seeing that turn in Jimmy Dugan is what turns him into that lovable jerk. But for me, it's all the funny moments that Jimmy Dugan has, whether it's yelling at the umpire or my favorite moment is when he finally nails that kid in the face with a baseball glove. We're gonna win! <laughs> it is that classic Tom Hanks laugh that just makes you laugh. So at number three, Jimmy Dugan from A League of Their Own. At number two, speaking of hilarious laughs, I have to go with the iconic Woody from Toy Story. And I feel like some people think that actors take on roles in animated movies because it's easy money. All you have to do is sit in a booth and read some lines and you get that bag. But I don't think that has ever been the situation with Tom Hanks in Toy Story. I feel like him and Tim Allen both had such a passion for doing these movies and they were on board in Toy Story in the very early stages. They started making this movie in the early 90s of them just reading lines and this movie went through a lot of different changes and didn't really become the Toy Story we know now until they developed this computer animation technology, Toy Story becoming the first computer animated movie. And it's not just that technology in the animation. It's all about the memorable voice acting in a Toy Story and Tom Hanks really bringing the character of Woody to life. And there is so much inflection in Tom Hanks' voice as Woody that I find it more memorable than any other character I've listed so far. And one of my favorite examples of this is when Woody and Buzz are getting in the argument on their way to Pizza Planet. And here's that moment. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're, a, you're an action figure. You are a child's Plaything. And in my head, I can just picture Tom Hanks looking like a complete madman delivering those lines. So don't tell me it's just an actor getting in a booth, reading some words on a page. That is acting. 
Before I get to number one, which you've probably guessed at this point, but there are some honorable mentions. Captain Miller from Saving Private Ryan is actually one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies, but not my favorite character of his, so that didn't make the list. Ray Peterson from The Burbs, which is one that a lot of you sent in when I posted this question on social media. This one easily would have made my top 15. A lot of you also said Paul in the Green Mile, which I think the movie itself and the message in that movie far exceeds Tom Hanks' performance. The one I would really give it to in the Green Mile is Michael Clark Duncan. He makes that movie. And then a lot of you also said his character in Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. I'm not that into rom-com Tom Hanks, so those didn't quite make my list. But at number one, it is the most iconic character he has ever played, easily the most iconic character from the 90s and in all of film. It is the one, the only, Forrest Gump. It's funny that looking back on this, you think no one else could have played Forrest Gump, even though John Travolta was actually the studio's first choice for the part. I couldn't imagine this movie with John Travolta. And it was Tom Hanks' ability to bring this larger-than-life character to the big screen and make us all fall in love with him. At times, I almost feel like it transcends Tom Hanks as a person. It's as if he did such a good job playing Forrest Gump that I believe just somewhere in America, Forrest Gump exists. He's not just the character in a movie. He's actually like a real-life person out there. So that is quite the accomplishment. I mean, what scene could you pick from Forrest Gump if you had to pick just one? There's so many moments. There's so many lines. So many things that you could pull from this movie. But my favorite scene out of the entire movie has to be the running scene. I love the story how this entire scene came together. The filmmakers had to go behind the back of the studio to get this entire thing shot because they actually do go to all of those locations in the United States. And you think that would be so expensive to film to get an entire crew there. But what they really did was just take a couple people with a camera at different times throughout the year and got all of these shots. So the links they had to go just to get this montage and then Tom Hanks narration bringing it all together. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road. And when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. President Carter, suffering from heat exhaustion, fell into the arms of... When I got there... I thought maybe I'd just run across Greenbow County. So that is it. My top 10 Tom Hanks characters of all time. If you have one you want to add to the list, you can always get in the conversation on my Twitter at Mike Distro, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mike Distro. And those links are always in the episode notes. And coming up, my wife Kelsey will join me for our movie review of A Man Called Otto. We'll keep it spoiler free. We'll do that next. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Going to get into a spoiler-free movie review now. I'm joined by my wife, Kelsey. How are you? I'm great. You ready to talk about A Man Called Otto? Oh, I loved this movie. So this movie is about Tom Hanks' character. He's this grumpy old guy who just lost his wife, and now he just goes around kind of being rude to everybody. Is that how you would describe his character? Yeah, he's a little bit of like a curmudgeon. And he lives in this small little community, and I wasn't expecting it to go from light to dark as the movie did. It did, but it didn't go like, it was dark, but it's hard to describe. Like the darkness never really felt as dark because it was just like interwoven and then it would be over and like interrupted. The weird part of this movie is it goes from these very dark scenes of this guy who is dealing with these very dark thoughts. He's dealing with this. Basically, the reason he is so grumpy is because he's depressed and grieving the loss of his wife. And it goes from depicting that, which I think they do actually a really great job of showing what it feels like to be in that situation. And somebody who has dealt with depression like I have, like that that's a great depiction of it, of feeling like you're in a really dark place. But then sometimes when you're with other people, you're able to snap out of it. And when they showed that, I was like, wow, I haven't really seen that in a movie of this caliber before. And I wasn't really expecting it, especially from Tom Hanks. I never questioned his ability as an actor. But I think just him doing a movie like that kind of spoke to me in a way. Yeah, and I felt like it really depicted like the raw feelings of grief. And this isn't a spoiler, but one of the lines that he says was his wife was his whole life. And he's like, there's no life after her. And I just, oh, that broke yeah. my heart. So. He's dealing with that at the beginning of the movie, and then this family moves in across the street. The mom is Marisol, and they're a Mexican-American family. And that's kind of where he changes his perspective on life. He has now these people living across the street, and he's trying to help them out also while dealing with all these things that he's going through. So it's the back and forth. And what I really liked about his character was all the little things he still did, even though he was so grumpy, making his rounds, which is what he does every day. Even though he is not really loving life right now, every day he still does the same thing. He shovels his walk. He goes all around. He picks up all the things that have been put in the wrong spots in recycling and, and puts them in the correct container. It basically goes around and is a jerk to everybody. 
Yeah. And it's unlike, I kind of like Tom Hanks in his 60s more than I liked him in any other decade of his life. It's a great era of Tom Hanks. It really is. I I don't think he's taken the best movies in his 60s, but the roles he has really nailed, I really enjoy. I love me 60-year-old Tom Hanks. But this was one of his best movies. It really was. In the last 10 years, I've been pretty hit or miss when it comes to enjoying Tom Hanks movies. But this one, the character alone, which I talked about in the segment before this, all my favorite Tom Hanks characters, quickly made it into my top five. But maybe even this movie made it into my top 10 Tom Hanks movies of all time, which it is still a feel good movie, but it's not really a kid's movie at all. No, there's some dark, dark parts. So what else did you enjoy about this? I thought all the neighbors were just like such a fun, like cast of characters. They were just like quirky. And I just, I loved, I loved how it made me feel like all of the emotions. Like I, I've said on here before that I am not a crier during movies and I have cried in two movies like in the past month during The Whale and then this. And I'm like, man, these got me. Like they really got me. I don't think I ended up crying, but it really made me feel. I think you said the last movie that did this for you was probably Wonder. That movie got me. Yeah, it made me feel the range of emotions, the exact same range of emotions that Wonder did. The other part I was thinking about this movie is, you know, with the family who moves across town, you know, they're Mexican. I always have a little bit of trouble enjoying how a director would perceive a Mexican-American family just because I am. I always feel like it's a little bit like over heightened on all like the inflections in the language, the references to food. It always feels like a almost like a not stereotype of what I'm used to or just the way like a caricature, kind of like a caricature. But I felt like this movie required that since it is based on a book. I feel like when you make a movie based on a book, all those characters are kind of fleshed out that way because that's what you kind of have to do with a book. You really have to amplify all their qualities So when it comes to them, you know, saying words in Spanish, I feel like that has to exist in the book version. And then they took a lot from that to make this movie. So I was okay with it because even when it came to some of the other neighbors, like the guy who exercises at the same time every day, the way he walks and the way he talks, like that was also a heightened version of that kind of neighbor. So I felt like all those things fit together where they were all supposed to be really big, larger than life characters in order to get this story across. So I was good with it there. I found those moments really kind of endearing. And I felt like it was pretty authentic when it even came to like the foods that they talked about. So I actually really like that part. I will say I haven't read the book yet, but I don't know if the family in the book is Mexican-American because the book is set in Sweden. Mm -hmm. The author, or it's called A Man Called Ove. Probably pronouncing that wrong. I should ask my Swedish friend, (laughs) Nick. But I'm... I'm on the wait list at the library to read it. Normally I do book first, then the movie, but went off script here. I guess I didn't realize how much I needed this movie until we watched it. And I feel like this movie will go pretty overlooked this year because it came out in January. And even though you have Tom Hanks, A-list actor, big name, I feel like this is one that's going to slip through the cracks for a lot of people. But everybody I've seen who has gone to see it has loved it. It's just weird when such a great movie like this comes out so early in the year that you almost want it to get more attention. And I know Tom Hanks is fine. He's not struggling to make money. But I just feel like a movie like this deserves to be seen. It's not even about the success of the movie. It's just like you need to go see this movie. It is so good. And there are very few movies that come out that tell a story 
and depict certain things and it would just be beneficial for more people to see to understand this that that is the reason i feel like more people should go check this movie out so if you're on the fence about it now we both highly recommend it if you just need something to make you laugh need something that'll make you cry a little bit and need just a really unusual character that you will be rooting for and really enjoying like even though he is a jerk he is so lovable and endearing and it just comes off as being just funny all the things he does kind of reminded me of my grandpa of people a little bit oh really yeah <laughs> this is kind of like while watching this this is what i realized that i want to be when i'm older grumpy grumpy not even the nah, not so much the grumpy part but just the part that has like these routines like once we're retired, we can do whatever we want. I feel like I will fall into a routine like Otto did of doing the same thing all the time. We're already such routine people. I don't see that changing. I know. Then. I just feel like myself getting more and more into it. And it also brought up the question that we talked about if one, like when one of us goes before the other. No, we're going to talk about this. This yeah, makes me sad. Like, no, if I, don't I put myself in the same situation as Otto, I've already told you that I'm going to be the guy who goes to the Waffle House with the picture of you. Oh, no. That is going to be me. Can I pick the picture now? Like, can we just have like a set photo that I approve? Yeah. That's always my fear of dying. The photo you guys are going to use of me in my funeral. Pick a good one, please. Some wedding photos. (laughs) But that is what I thought about too. Other takeaways from this movie is you have Truman Hanks making his acting debut. Love me a Nepo baby. Love a Nepo baby. So he plays the younger version of Tom Hanks' character. He plays young Otto. And I actually thought he was pretty good in it. It worked. It's weird having... A very famous dad, and now him able to cast his kid in a movie to play the younger version of himself. And it's also weird that his son is 27, which Tom Hanks was 24 when he made his acting debut. But it's just weird to see like a younger version of him and then picture where Tom Hanks was at his career in that time. But it's the same with Colin Hanks, I feel like, because he looks so much like Tom, too. Yeah, Colin Hanks looks exactly like him. Colin is like a carbon copy of Tom. I feel like if you didn't know going into it that it was his son, you could probably think of it after like, oh, it was it. This one? I forgot. Yeah, because they don't look... Like, yes, there's a lot of similarities. And you, once but it you could know just it, you be a similarity. It. Yeah, it could just be, oh, they found a guy who looks exactly close to Tom Hanks, but you wouldn't think he's his son. Yeah. But I thought he did a pretty good job. I don't know if he, like, really wants to get into acting because it is his debut role. He's in his 20s, almost in his 30s. I don't know if he, like, wants to do this. It's just weird to have your dad be one of the f- most famous actors of all time. And then you go and do acting and everybody kind of judges you compared to him. And I feel like a lot of people call out Nepo Babies online because, oh, you only get to do that because of who your dad is. And I feel like we say that because it's entertainment and what they're doing is something that's already difficult to get into. But if I started truck driving, nobody would say that to me. Like, oh, you're only being a truck driver because your dad is a truck driver. Think about like anyone whose dad is like a CEO of something. And although I guess maybe we'd call them out. But it happens all the time. I think the other thing is it's about like what you grow up around. Like a a lot of actors kids go the opposite way and they're like i grew up around this i don't want to do this but i think when you're surrounded by that like you just kind of start to learn the craft i don't think it's just you're thrown into it like it comes with a lot of its own scrutiny like there's probably a lot of people that are like i don't want the public eye i'm out yeah like you have to willingly choose that i think And also because your dad is so famous or your mom is so famous, it doesn't automatically mean you're going to have a successful career. It opens up a lot of doors, yes, 
But there are other kids of famous actors who have done one movie and hasn't really taken off in an acting career. So you also have to have the ability. Yeah, there has to be talent. Yeah, you still have to have talent. You have to be likable. And you're also always just battling people comparing you to your parents. So I almost feel like if you're going to do it and you have to almost completely separate yourself, some people will go by a different last name or do something that's no way associated with their parents. He went the other route. He's in a movie with his dad, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I would take up that opportunity to do something like that. So I can't hate on him. I thought he was good in it. What would you rate a man called Otto? 4.75 out of 5 luchadores. Almost perfect. It was so good. Like, oh, I, It just it made me feel. I know I keep saying that, but it like warmed my heart. It felt like a hug. It felt like I described it like those chicken soup for the soul books mm-hmm. that had all the like heartwarming stories. That's what it felt like. It felt like I just read an entire chicken soup for the soul book. I am not one that is always searching out or even at all searching out just a feel good movie. That's your least favorite. It's category. my least like Christmas movies and feel good movies are the movies that I don't really like. If somebody just says a movie is fun to watch. And that's my f- two favorite categories. Yeah, I'm probably not as into it. So I would give this one four out of five arroz con pollos and mole which I think is what she gave him in the, in the, in the movie. And I just think that is the max level I can give for a movie like this. Normally I look for things to challenge me a little bit more movies that I like question after I watch them and alter my chemical state a little bit. Here, it gave you a challenge. It made you feel emotions. That is true. And that is why I (laughs) gave it a four out of five. So it did bring out emotions in me. It made me further want to see Tom Hanks do more movies like this in his sixties Like, I hope he doesn't do any more, like, action-adventure movies or anything where he's on a boat in a war. No more sea. Like, get uh, Tom Hanks off the seas. I'm I'm out of the sea era of Tom Hanks. I just want to see him do more movies like this because he does it so well. So we both highly recommend A Man Called Otto. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 562- 
314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. Trailer Park is a little bit different this week because it's not an individual movie we are looking at. It is an entire streaming service, and Netflix has been doing this recently. At the beginning of the year, they put out this hype trailer to really kind of flex their muscle at all the movies coming to Netflix this year. And it works on me. I get excited when I see this trailer come out. And Netflix is releasing 49 new movies in 2023. And I remember when they made this declaration pretty recently, I think it was in the last couple of years, that they would be releasing a brand new movie every single week. And I thought, that is so ambitious. And as a movie fan, that really excited me. You mean there's always something new I can look forward to on Netflix? And in that first year when they did that, I was like, okay, I kind of see what they're doing here. Some of these aren't really worth it, but I can respect the ambition. I can respect making that statement. So before I get into more what I think about this Netflix trailer, here's just a small little bit of it and them showcasing some of their movies. This one in particular is Murder Mystery 2 and Extraction 2. Your reputation's precedes you. There you go. Well, thank you. That's nice to hear. Uh, not in a positive way, I'm afraid. Oh, not? Okay. Okay. I'm whatever I need to be to keep her safe. How do you feel? I feel like I'm coming out of retirement. So let's talk about where Netflix shines first in this trailer. I think what they are trying to show the world is we can get A-list actors. That is what we do at Netflix. So all the actors they showcase in this trailer, you got Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, Chris Hemsworth, Gal Gadot, Nicole Kidman. The list goes on and on. Chris Evans, you're just throwing out A-list actors in this trailer and you think, man, Netflix really just isn't a streaming service anymore. They are a force to be reckoned with and they are showing this now even more so in 2023 with getting sequels to their biggest movies with their biggest stars. So I think that is where Netflix shines and criticism that the movie industry gets in general is that everything is a remake, everything is a superhero movie. But Netflix has taken on a lot of new intellectual properties, a lot of new franchises. Murder Mystery 2, that's a Netflix original that was born on Netflix, so is Extraction 2. So they are not just getting these big A-list actors to do reboots to their movies, they are making new titles. I would argue when it comes to the quality of movie, it's a little bit hit or miss, even though you get a big actor, doesn't mean it's going to be a great movie. Sometimes these movies are pretty forgettable. For me, when I go and know that I'm going to watch a really interesting movie on a streaming service that's an original, I tend to go to Hulu. They feel a little bit more independent, but I think they have some more novel movies over there aside from what Netflix is doing. Where else they shine is action. I think action movies are getting harder and harder to sell to an audience, especially when you're not working with a well-known franchise. But Netflix takes those risks and they are willing to spend the money you need to make a great action movie. All the big explosions with that A-list actor. Netflix has done it. The only problem I have is I don't really get that same level of excitement watching an action movie on Netflix. I kind of need that rumble of the big screen. So even movies I did enjoy from them, like Gray Man, I thought that was a great action movie, but I just felt like I missed that in-theater experience. So they have them there for you. It's just not the same experience, at least to me. Where else they shine? Rom-coms. I think they own rom-coms. Like, this is where 
I tend to go, if I'm going to watch a rom-com, I want to watch it at home. Did I enjoy Ticket to Paradise last year in theaters? Yeah, but you also had Julia Roberts and George Clooney in that movie. They are undeniably charming. They can bring out people to a theater, but when it comes to just a new, smaller, independent rom-com, I'm not really going to the movie theater to see that. Maybe that's some bias for me, but I wouldn't mind watching it at home. They've already released a couple of trailers for their rom-coms this year, the one with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. I'm going to be checking that one out on Netflix, but I probably wouldn't go to the theater to watch that one. So I think that is where Netflix shines. They also shine with Adam Sandler for some reason. They paid him millions and millions of dollars to put out movies exclusively on Netflix, and they claim that the most people watch Adam Sandler movies above any other of their movies. I love Adam Sandler. I haven't particularly loved any of his Netflix original movies, but I'm not hating him on getting that bag. Now, where they need some improvement, I would say sci-fi. They really haven't had a sci-fi hit on Netflix they did have the Adam Project last year with Ryan Reynolds, which they've also done a lot of movies with Ryan Reynolds. Again, those haven't particularly been my favorite yet. I just really feel like they haven't really invested in a great sci-fi story yet. Nothing has won me over to this point. And they also haven't stepped into the superhero space, probably for the reason that they don't have any rights to any Marvel or DC characters. So they would have to go the route of creating their own superheroes, which they have that more in their series. Of course, they used to have all of the Marvel Defender characters like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but now those are over on Disney+. Plus. They do kind of have it on the series side with the Umbrella Academy, but when it comes to having their own big superhero movies that come out in the summer, they don't really have that. I do find it interesting, though, that Netflix Netflix does put out summer blockbusters. They don't have to. There's not really a reason for them to put them out in the summer. Theaters do that because it makes sense when people are off work and they're going to the movies more. You put out the biggest movies there. But a lot of these movies that are those big summer action type movies also come out in the summer on Netflix. Interesting move there. Maybe they're really trying to compete with just traditional cinema. And they also don't really have a whole lot of animated movies. At least when it comes to their original movies, my favorite one to this point has been The Mitchells versus The Machines. And that one's actually really good, but the only good one I felt they've ever had. And maybe they're trying to solve that a little bit because they do have a movie coming out on November 22nd called Leo. It's animated and you have Adam Sandler as a voice of the main character. So there they go back to the Adam Sandler train. Other movies they have coming out this year, they have one with John Boyega and Jamie Foxx called They Cloned Tyrone coming out on July 21st. You have that Gal Gadot movie Heart of Stone coming out on August 11th. A new Kevin Hart movie coming out called Lift on August 25th. Millie Bobby Brown is in a fantasy epic called Damsel that comes out on October 13th. Emily Blunt and Chris Heavens are in a crime drama called Pain Hustlers coming out on October 27th. Nicole Kidman and Zac Efron are in a romance called A Family Affair coming out on November 17th. And they also have a sci-fi fantasy epic directed by Zack Snyder who did a lot of the DC stuff. It's called Rebel Moon coming out on December 22nd. So so maybe that could be their big sci-fi movie that I've been wanting. And Netflix is also pretty good at having one Oscar contender every year. I think that is an attempt to legitimize themselves and show people that you don't have to put movies out the traditional way to also bring home some Oscars. So looks like a pretty good slate for 2023. To get the full feel for this, I would encourage you to check out this trailer on YouTube. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds. 
trailer park. And that's going to do it for another episode here of the podcast. But before I go, I got to give my listener shout out, which I do every single week. And this week it is coming from my Instagram comments. I got a comment from Ashley on my review of The Whale who said, thank you for sharing your story, Mike. Shame and hiding leads to much more of the same. You sharing your story is guaranteed to make someone feel less alone and ashamed. So thank you, Ashley, and thank you to everybody who shared some really nice comments and messages on my review of The Whale, which if you missed that, it is one of my favorite dramas released in the last five years starring Brendan Fraser. And I know at this point, I probably overhyped the movie. I just love it so much. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend The Whale still. And if you missed that review or any other movie review, you can always check them out. Individual movie reviews are up on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Mike Distro, or find the link in the episode notes. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And until next time, Go out and watch good movies. Later. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Forget those Sunday night blues for a second with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.